1: No, Mr. Green. Communism is just a red herring. Like all members of the oldest profession, I'm a capitalist.
0: Hello, and welcome to the MSW Book Club. Uh, Hey, Dana,
1: how are you? I am good. I am good. It's another, this is, we're into the book. It's intense, but we've got a a quick, sort of a quick one today.
0: It's a very, very short episode, uh, but I do have some good news, Dana. Our next book club series will be uh, we just confirmed it's going to be Alexander Vindeman's book Here yes. Right Matters nice and uh, he will be uh, joining us in the final episode to answer patron questions so if you're a patron or supercaster. We'll have a form put out for you on the Patreon page. If you want to become a patron and get these episodes and the Daily Beans and Mueller, she wrote, ad-free and early, and you want to come to meet and greets and have access to our closed social media accounts and our Friday Zoom happy hours, you can do all that for as little as three bucks a month. And we are bringing back, Dana, our patron-sponsoring patrons program where for just 36 bucks you can buy a year long subscription for somebody who might not be able to financially swing it right now so i love that and a lot of people are doing it the last time we did this campaign dana we had over 500 people donate one year subscriptions That's
1: amazing. People are so sweet. They're good. They're little they're little angels. They're little podcast angels. Absolutely. And uh, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash
0: wrote. And uh, all that will be there. And also dailybeanspod.com. If you go there and scroll down to the bottom, that's where you can donate uh, to patrons, sponsoring patrons. Um, uh, of course, Mary is going to be joining us in two weeks to answer patron questions about The Reckoning, which is the book we're covering right now. Uh, this is episode five of a seven-week series. And The Reckoning, it's called The Reckoning, Our Nation's Trauma and Finding a Way to Heal. And I got to moderate yesterday, Dana. I was so honored to do this. I got to moderate one of her virtual book signings. That's for, awesome. For Books and Books in Miami uh, w- in partnership with the Miami Book Fair. And I love local independent bookstores. And I absolutely loved having that hour-long conversation and Q&A with Mary. And so I look forward to doing it for this for this show, too. Very
1: cool. I'm sure it wins Fantastic. Um, all right. Well, this is it. Everyone, this is a very short episode today. As I said, so just by sheer random math, we only have one chapter to cover. And that's chapter eight. It is called The Long Shadow. And it begins on page 140, with Mary talking about what history we are taught in school. So she says by the time she was a sophomore in college, she knew more about the Holocaust than she did about the indigenous genocide and slavery, which is not surprising.
0: Yeah. And this is a powerful message. And I spoke to her about this last night because um, myself and most people I know didn't learn, for example, about the Tulsa massacre until Donald tried to hold one of his Klan rallies there on the anniversary of the Tulsa massacre in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, talk about gaslighting. And Mary says the message she you know, received at school was that black history isn't our history. It is not her history. And, and she quotes one of my favorite authors, Toni Morrison. She says, in this country, American means white. Everyone else has to hyphenate. Oof, and it's true.
1: Oh, got fucking American. Right? Yeah. All, yep, absolutely. And Mary then draws the line for us. From slavery and Reconstruction through Jim Crow to the overlapping crisis of the school-to-prison pipeline and the incarceration of black men and the epidemic. And she calls it an epidemic of police murders of innocent black men, women, and children, and how that all goes largely unacknowledged by those who have, and this is another quote, have the luxury of pretending that such injustices don't have an impact on their lives. Yeah. On, on, and
0: on our lives too. Right, Dana, because I, you know, an injustice anywhere is it's an injustice to all of us. Right? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, Mary and I were talking last night about how, you know, if we just if white people would just realize how much we lose. You know, by uh, by this behavior, by this systemic racism, by, you know, uh, through these injustices, it, we would immediately stop <laughs>
1: like. And I do think it falls more on the other side. That's why it's always been, you know, Democrats were the party of we and Republicans historically have been the party of me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm reminded of the wall to wall media coverage right now of Gabby Petito. Right. Yeah. Wall to wall. Yet over 6,000 indigenous women, children and two spirits go missing every, you know, this year uh, or murdered. And no one covers any of it. Um, And Mary points out here with regards to reparations that most of white America thinks that time has separated us enough from slavery and slave owning to exonerate us from being part of the problem. Right. But newsflash.
1: It, it, it hasn't. Absolutely <laughs> not. And that, that belief has actually taught us uh, since we, that was since we were kids, we've been taught that, that this belief that there's a color divide, that the black history somehow isn't American history. This is a crucial mistake. And we're paying for it now because our democracy is hanging by a thread because of hate, xenophobia, racism, and obviously those in power that seek to exploit our great weaknesses. And uh, that is our great weakness. Yeah. Uh, And it's it's a
0: it's a wound that hasn't healed. It's a trauma that hasn't healed. It's something that we've never we haven't dealt with and we need to. And Mary reminds us that even though we're incredibly divided today, when the Civil Rights Act passed, 21 Democrats voted against it, including Strom Thurmond, who staged the longest filibuster in history over a similar bill earlier in 1957 And who changed parties after the Civil Rights Act passed because he's such a fucking racist. He's like, oh, well, if Democrats are going to be the party of not racism now, then I'm out. And, uh, you know, it took 350 years for Americans to decide on paper that black people were equal. Think about that. But even then, obviously,
1: the, the inequality didn't stop. Absolutely not. We see it today. I mean, it's everywhere, not just like with the microaggressions or passive attitudes, but like continually full throated racism, like in our face. For a while, the discrimination was more subtle. Um, but then it came, then came the former guy, then came Donald. He gave this voice, uh, this megaphone to the hate, and he made racists feel like it was okay to be openly racist again. Like we've seen in Charlottesville oh, they're fine people on both sides. Fuck off you know that was everything from environmental terrorism to our highway system has been racism baked in and and i'll let you, i'll let you read these stories in the book for yourself but more recently covid has exposed the inherent systemic racism in america
0: yeah it truly and now you know with all these uh, voter suppression bills and i mean it's like how is it not obvious i i don't i don't understand people just want to sort of not talk about it, you know, it's the it's the, it's the elephant in the room we just don't want to talk about. And, and Marriott talks about the war on drugs, which goes back to Nixon. I thought Reagan, but I thought you know, so too. Goes back to nixon and and how the war on drugs is is really a war on black people. I, you know, I've long said that cannabis and crack were easy ways to remove black people's right to vote.
1: Now, by two thousand and three, a g black people comprised eighty percent, eighty percent, of the defendants federally sentenced for crack possession. That's a massive number, and the Supreme Court's role in what Mary describes as often erring on the side of, like, anti-democratic legislation, was in full effect in the wake of the Anti-Drug Abuse Act. So, in a series of rulings that gutted the Fourth Amendment on search and seizure protections, SCOTUS granted the cops basically inexplicable power, seemingly designed to criminalize blackness.
0: Yeah. Seem- yeah. Definitely. Right. And and. Once you're labeled a felon, by the way, we go back to OG racism. Yeah. Cause you can't get food stamps. You can't get a job, uh, education. You lose the right to vote in most states. You can't serve on a jury. Think about that. You can't, like, how are you supposed to be able to get a jury of your peers when When you can't serve
1: on a jury, Uh, America keeps finding ways to lock black people out of these rights. And here Mary talks about the broken windows theory. So this is interesting, which hypothesizes that local police clamping down on minor crimes will prevent more major crimes. Now, she goes on to address racism in America today and the incredible 1619 Project. God, when that came out, oh, my God. And that,
0: that kicked off the whole, you know... Republican critical race theories being taught in our schools yep. in the 1619 project, blah, blah, blah. Uh, which, you know, obviously we know what critical race theory is and we know what it isn't, but now they've, they've labeled anything, any teaching of actual history in the United States is now labeled as critical race theory. And I really want to leave this for y'all to read seriously. So well-written Um, when she talks about that and and what's going on in our schools today. But Mary ends the chapter reminding us that ignoring our history makes us complicit. Despite the massive irony of white guilt. Mhm. And, and Dana, I had such an incredible time, like I said, speaking with her last night on her, at her book signing. I can't wait to talk to her again for this book club series. She'll be here in two weeks.
1: Absolutely. So patrons, you know this. Send in your questions because we read them. We go through them. We want to use them in the episode. So yes, in between now and then, we have one more episode to cover chapter nine, and that's called Facing the Truth. And we will also cover the epilogue in that episode.
0: And we might we might read the acknowledgements because there might be a mention of some cool people.
1: I mean, Um, may or may may not. not.
0: (laughs) Uh, Okay. Anyway, I hope we see you all next week. Um, Again, that's um, one more episode, and then we'll have the Mary Trump finale. Um, So join us next week for episode nine and the epilogue if you're reading along. I'm sure you've probably already read the whole book, though. And if you haven't gotten the book, please buy it. Because right now we're trying to get Tucker Carlson. Like (laughs) Mary and Tucker Carlson are going back and forth on the on the charts for their book. Can we get these fascists off the list? Please. Get them off the list. Just even if you don't even ever read, just spend the 19 bucks or whatever it is. To get the book just to fuck over Tucker Carlson, Absolutely. really, honestly. Even if you just
1: shelve it because you did our book club. That's worth that's worth my money.
0: You know. Yeah. What good is your money if you can't spend it on fucking Tucker Carlson? Right? What good is your money
1: if you can't get, root out fascism with it? <laughs> totally. Right? What good it's is capitalism a- if we can't kill fascism? I mean, let's just be honest. And you can kill fascism
0: for $39.95. No, I don't know how much the book is, but um, That's a weird Earl Scheib reference. Okay. Anyway, everyone, we will see you next week. Thanks for sticking around for this incredibly short episode of the MSW Book Club. Uh, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of your mental health and take care of the planet. I've been Alison Gill. And I've been Dana Goldberg. And this is the MSW Book Club. The MSW Book Club is executive produced by Allison Gill in partnership with MSW Media and written by Allison Gill and Dana Goldberg. Sound design and engineering by Molly Hockey. Jesse Egan is our copywriter and our art and web designer by Joel Reeder and Moxie Design Studios. The MSW Book Club is a proud member of MSW Media, a group of creator-owned podcasts focused on news, justice, and politics. For more information, visit mswmedia.com.